What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Wednesday episode of Dietitian Table Talks. Once again, not sitting at a table, never sitting at a table. I don't know why I named it that. Um, But most of my podcasts, when I'm home, I record them. I don't know why, but I record them sitting in my room in the dark. I leave the light off (laughs) next to my bed on the floor. Don't ask me why, but if you need a visual, I know some people like to have a visual, which is why they would rather me like record a video of me doing this and put it on YouTube or something, but that's not ever, ever going to happen. Um, So if you need a visual, just picture me sitting on the floor in the dark. That's what I'm doing. Um, so this episode, we have a super awesome guest. Her name is Emily Bogato. <laughs> um, she is a super awesome online coach, registered dietitian, and certified personal trainer. And it's me. If you don't, if you didn't get that, it's me. Um, it's going to be a solo podcast episode today. You know, I am preparing to kind of have like a woman's health series with a bunch of different guests and I was so like caught up in that like writing little little outlines and questions to ask them and stuff like that that I almost forgot to record this episode and I had no idea what to even do this episode on so I was like sitting in the shower not sitting standing in the shower and I was like what am I gonna record this on and all of a sudden it just came to me so um this episode is going to be how to transition away from tracking macros you know we're always talking about tracking macros tracking macros now this is going to be how to stop tracking macros and why you would want to stop and all of that good stuff so before we get into it please make sure to subscribe rate five stars only, leave me a little review, write something cute, make my day when I go to read them, um, and share it with a friend, share it on your story, tag me, message me, whatever, it always makes my day. So a lot of the topics that I usually talk about, I have already talked about on Instagram, I've done captions on them, and stuff like that, and this topic... I honestly don't think I've ever talked about on any social media platform. I could be wrong because I've been posting on Instagram for so long, but I'm pretty sure I have never talked about how to transition out of macro tracking. And I think the reason for that is because trying to explain this and why and different ways you can do it, I feel like it just is impossible to fit into a caption. Um, so a long form of content like a podcast is so much better for it. Um, I am going to try to do like a little bit in a in an Instagram post to kind of go along with this and say like, hey, if you want to learn more, go over to my podcast and listen to that because it's just, it's literally impossible to really do a deep dive in an Instagram caption. Um, so If you have never tracked macros before, you are going to be all sorts of confused with this episode. If you want to still listen, just because you want to hear the sound of my voice, I'm totally okay with that. I'll allow you to do that. Um, But this is more so for people who 
have tracked macros, are tracking macros, struggle to kind of get away from that um, or, or have stopped tracking macros but had a lot of struggles within that. So that's who this is for. I know a lot of people, when I posted that I was going to be doing an episode on this, a lot of people were really excited because they don't see a lot of people talk about this. So um, I think that this will be really helpful and also helpful for coaches too. If you're an online coach and you work with clients who use macros, I think that you will get something out of this as well. So I don't want to get into too much about why you should track macros because that's not really the point of this, but I feel like if I'm telling you if I'm telling you to get away or how to stop tracking macros, I kind of got to tell you why you would track macros in the first place. So I personally think that tracking macros is a fabulous way for most people, not for everyone, a fabulous way for most people to learn what's in your food, just the basics, which foods are carbs, which foods are fats? Which foods are protein? Did you even know that those were the three macronutrients? Because a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know what foods fit into each category. Which foods have fiber? You know, these are just basic things that I think that everyone should know. This should have been something that we learned in school, but for a lot of people, we didn't, you know, brush on that too much. Or it was when you were like 13 and who remembers the stuff they learned when they were 13. Um, So I think it's a great way to learn. It's a great way to learn what your specific body needs to reach whatever your specific goal is. So you can learn how much food you need to maintain your current body. Learn how much food you need to gain. Learn how much food you need to lose. Uh, it's just a very concise way to reach whatever goal you have, you know, follow a certain amount of macros, see what the results are, adjust them from there. It's also a great way to just have some accountability. You know, you can't really mindlessly eat if you have to track it, measure it, put it into your app and your phone. Um, and you kind of have to somewhat have a plan for your day with what you're going to eat. So while tracking macros, it does make some people's relationship with food worse, it actually makes a lot of people's relationship relationship with food better as well. I've had so many people tell me that. And a lot of times the people who think that it makes their relationship with food better are people who were super restrictive with their food choices. You know, like labeling foods as good good or bad or have like a list of 10 foods that they allow themselves to eat or feel like they have to eat only clean foods or they messed up for the day, that kind of stuff. Um, Those are the kind of people who feel more free once they start tracking macros and it's kind of a step for them in order to realize that you can have some flexibility with your food choices and you're going to be okay. But... With that being said, you know, all the good things we just talked about with tracking macros, it isn't something that you're meant to do forever. Like, can you imagine 60 years old plugging your macros into your (laughs) phone, Um, you know, busy mom, like just trying to get through life, but she has to track every single thing that she eats when, you know, she just wants to be healthy 
you know, that's what her goal is to just be healthy and happy. You know, it's not something that we ever want to do forever, uh, but it can be a great way to get your two-year goals and learn a lot. So why would you transition away from tracking macros? Um, there's a lot of reasons, so we'll just kind of touch on some of them. Um, so first one would be maybe you just don't have a specific fitness goal anymore. You just want to work out, eat a balanced diet, live your life. This is definitely a reason why I have transitioned away from it before, which we'll get into like my experience with it because it's been, it's been a long time since I first started tracking macros. Um, so maybe you just, you know, you're happy with where you're at. You just kind of want to do your thing, crush it in the gym still, eat a balanced diet. That that was me. Maybe, okay, this one also is me at one point. Maybe you are just super burnt out from tracking. Your brain just needs a fucking break. That has definitely been me after tracking very meticulously for my, when I used to compete. Um, that's not really how I feel anymore because I'm just very, very flexible with it. Um, but that is something that you would see from someone who is very strict with it or automatically their brain, you know, they're like type A and they can't help but to want to be like perfect with it. Another person who might want to transition out of it is anyone who it makes their relationship with food worse. So if it's making a relationship with food with, why can't I say that? That's the sentence I keep messing up on every time. If it's making your relationship with food worse, then you shouldn't be doing it. This, like I said, especially happens with people who are like type A. You don't want to be perfect with everything. It's not something you need to be perfect with. Or... Maybe you're just going through like a different phase in life. Maybe you, like for me, when I moved to Idaho for my internship, I didn't track while I was there. Not for any reason other than I just didn't feel like it was necessary. Um, maybe you are going on a three-month mission trip to Africa. Like, that's just not realistic to track while you're there. So... I feel like maybe it's just like different phases in your life have different purposes and sometimes the purpose is not to be 100% on point with your nutrition. So my experience with tracking macros. So I first learned about it. So I had I had tracked calories in like 2013 and which was like my freshman year of college. And then I think it was more like 2014, 2015. Yeah, it must have been 2014. Actually, I'm not sure. 2014 or 2015, I learned about macros. And I actually learned about it from Instagram. Emily Duncan, I'm sure a lot of you guys follow her. She started posting about macros. And it's kind of funny to look back on. She would post like how she was eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream and stuff like that. And I had been pretty restrictive with my diet before that. And I was like, oh my God, wait, she gets to eat like actual good food and she still makes progress. Um, this was back in the time where macros was definitely like, you know, people went so overboard with it. I think because they 
they were so used to like clean eating and then once they found out that they didn't have to do that they went like the opposite way um and so a lot of people would eat you know like tons of like processed carbs and fats and stuff like that like pop tarts that was a thing super popular donuts um because I think everyone just kind of like broke out of their restrictive habits once they learned that they didn't have to eat super strict like that if they were hitting their macros it's definitely transformed over time because I wouldn't you know I'm definitely more of like whole foods and then treats here and there with throughout the day kind of thing um but that's how I learned about it. I saw people on Instagram kind of starting to post about it. And that is when I first started to track my macros. And then I kind of, so I basically did a reverse diet before. I swear I was, <laughs> I'm not one of the first people to do a reverse diet. But I feel like I did it before it was definitely like something that people knew about. And the reason why I first did it was because I wanted to compete. I went to one of my ex-boyfriend's competitions, saw the girls on stage, and I was like, damn, I definitely want to do that. I had already been weightlifting for a while. And so I decided, okay, this same show next year, I'm doing it. But I need to put on as much muscle as possible before that. So I tracked, did a reverse diet, increased my macros over time. Then I went into my cut for my show, which was long. It was like six months because I had I had a lot of weight to lose. And then after that, I was like, holy shit. Like, I have been tracking every little ounce of food that has went into my body, every single thing for the entire prep, and I am over it. I'm burnt out. Don't want to do it anymore. Quit cold turkey. After my show, I tracked like two days after and then I was done, which this is an example of what not to do. This is an example of like the worst time to transition out of tracking. Um, Thankfully, it ended up being okay for me, but, you know, transitioning when you just did like an extreme diet and your hunger hormones are all out of whack is very hard. So I would not recommend transitioning after a diet um whether it's like a prep diet or just a lifestyle cut I would not recommend it because your hunger hormones are all thrown off naturally you're gonna want to overeat um there's probably you know you've been kind of lacking in carbs maybe or fats whatever you had to kind of cut to get into that calorie deficit um And naturally, you're just going to be hungry. You're going to want to eat more. And that's just how it is. So I would definitely recommend reverse dieting or eating at your maintenance calories for a while before you transition into not tracking anymore. Um, Because that will kind of help your hunger hormones regulate back out. Um, Your mindset around food will probably be better. And you know, once you're eating at maintenance for a while, you'll kind of see what amount of food is, you know, the right amount for you to maintain. And it will be easier for you to kind of visualize that once you stop tracking. I think that it's helpful to have a coach for a period of time also while you're transitioning. So say you have, 
say you're doing like a 12-week program with your coach, probably need more than that to like get to your goal and then transition, but this is just an example. So um, say like maybe the last two to four weeks you have with your coach, you could ask them if they would help you kind of transition out of tracking if they're willing to. Um, I don't know if all coaches would like have ideas to help with that if they've never like done it or thought about it themselves but I personally would be able to help someone transition out of that I'm sure your coach would figure it out (laughs) so stop tracking thankfully I pretty much reverse dieted without tracking slowly put on weight over time you know you have to put on weight after you compete because you're like ridiculously lean and it's not healthy and eventually maybe like a year later I was like okay I I want some kind of structure oh yeah this is what I did when I first moved to Idaho as well I wanted some kind of structure but I did not want to track my food I still was over it so what I did is I just went on the notes on my phone so you know how there's like that little notepad I would just go on there and I would write out what I ate. I didn't measure anything, but I would just write it down. So, for example, I would write out breakfast. I had uh, two eggs, a piece of toast, and an apple. So I would just literally just write down no amounts or anything, Um, like not weighing anything out. I would just write it down. So lunch, I had... A banana with peanut butter and a turkey sandwich. That's all I would put is what foods I ate. And even just that gave me some form of accountability. It made it so I couldn't just mindlessly eat because I was writing it down. And then also I would kind of look at it and be like, okay, wow, I really am lacking in protein today. I'm going to make sure that I have a bigger portion of protein in my dinner. Or, wow, I barely ate any calories this morning. Like, I'm going to make sure that I eat more calories the rest of the day. Or vice versa. Maybe I eat a ton of calories this morning, so I need to kind of pull it back and have more, like, veggies and stuff with dinner. So I kind of could look at it, evaluate how my day was, have some kind of structure And also sometimes I would kind of plan out what I was going to eat later. It it wouldn't always end up being that, but at least I had somewhat of a plan. So, you know, write out, okay, for lunch, I already know I'm bringing this lunch to work. So I'm going to write my lunch in there. And for dinner, I have this prepped. So, you know, I'll have like my chicken and potatoes and whatever. So at least you have a plan because, you know, sometimes you get home from work, you're hungry, you're starving, and... You just reach for whatever's there. And at least if you have a plan, you can be like, oh yeah, like I have that prepped in my fridge. So that's what I'm going to have. I already wrote it down. So I think that is a great option for kind of transitioning with still having something somewhat tracking your food. This is not intuitive eating. I'm not telling you guys how to intuitive eat. It's definitely not intuitive. I mean, you're still writing down what you're eating, having somewhat of a plan and stuff. Um... But I do think it's a great way to track or to transition and eventually you can kind of get away from that. So that's what I did. I did that at the beginning, did that for a while, got the hang of it, realized, okay, I don't really need to do that anymore. So 
I took almost like probably two years off of really tracking, like actually in my fitness pal measuring foods and whatnot. Um, but during that time, I still ate healthy. I still worked out just as much. I still love the gym, still love fitness, did my internship in Idaho. I did gain a little bit of weight and that's okay. You know, if you're, if you're not tracking, you have to be kind of okay with the fact that you don't know exactly what's going into your body. So you don't know what exactly the outcome is going to be. And sometimes that's just okay. That's life. The next time I started tracking was when I started with a new coach. I mostly just wanted some accountability. I am someone who thrives with accountability. And I wanted to kind of cut for vacation. Um, I was also going to the Arnold around that time. And I had just started working for DBFT. So I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm working for DBFT now. I want to look fit you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I hired a coach, got back to tracking. And honestly, it was really hard after not tracking for so long. Sorry, I need to drink and I hate cutting. I hate editing these. So you're just going to have to listen to it. (sighs) It was honestly hard to track again after taking so much time off from doing it. Um, it takes a little bit to get back into. You're like, oh shit, like I forgot I was supposed to measure out that peanut butter or whatever. Um, so I did that. It didn't last too long. Um, I kind of just got sick of it, sick of it again. And I felt like my relationship with food was not as good and it was causing me to feel kind of restricted. And when I feel restricted, it makes me want to like go overboard. So Cut that off, stop tracking again after a while. And then it was a while again until I started again with a coach. And now I've been working with him for almost a year. And my relationship with food is so good. Tracking is literally like, don't even think about it. Just do it. Super flexible. I I know like I can eyeball things. I can go out to eat and pretty much know what the macros are. I just am very experienced with it now so it's so laid back I'm I'm definitely not type a with it at all <laughs> um and I'm not trying to be like perfect at it which I don't think I ever really was other than when I competed but now so for the past like almost a year I have been mostly tracking very flexible flexibly is that a word <laughs> um and I have been loving it. So I did a cut first. Now I've been reverse dieting for a very long time. My food is high, so definitely not feeling restricted or anything. Um, not doing a ton of cardio anymore just because that my goal right now is not to be cutting. Um, so I feel like I have a very, very good balance. Um, I'm able to enjoy my life, travel, go out to eat, have fun with my friends, stuff like that. So Um, I don't really feel the need to, like, stop tracking right now. It just doesn't even, like, negatively affect my life at all. Um, But 
eventually I'm gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna trek for the rest of my life, so eventually I'm going to, and I feel like I might use one of these ways, but I also feel like I could kind of just not track and be okay. So some other ways that you could kind of transition other than the note taking in your phone is one good way. I've also done this. I forget when I did this, but I would track like the first few meals of the day. So I would track like my breakfast, snack, lunch, And then for my dinner, I wouldn't track it. I would kind of look at the macros I was at for the day and then eat dinner based off of that. So, you know, I'd look at my macros. Okay, I I really need to get a good amount of protein in, need a good amount of carbs, blah, blah, blah. I would have dinner. I wouldn't track it or anything. Wouldn't know what the macros were. But I would know that that had to be somewhere around where I should be. Um, so I feel like you can kind of do that and get good at doing that. It probably will take some practice because I know a lot of people when they kind of stop tracking and give themselves some more freedom in their mind for some reason, they want to eat foods that they didn't eat when they were tracking. Uh, but you really have to try to still eat healthy and eat foods that, you would still eat if you had to track it because just because you're not tracking it doesn't mean that it doesn't count. So I think that's one of the number one problems that people have when they try to transition is they say like, oh, I'm not tracking this meal. Well, I'm going to go to Taco Bell because when I'm tracking, I can't fit that into my macros very well. So um, now that I'm not tracking my dinner, I'm heading to Taco Bell, (laughs) y'all. So um, try to practice being mindful and, you know, fueling your body with what it needs instead of using that as an excuse to go get something that you're not, you know, it's not going to make you feel that good. So think of the long term instead of the short term and do what is going to make you feel good. And yeah, then you can kind of slowly like reel it in. So maybe you do that for a couple weeks then maybe you're like, okay, I'm good. Like, I don't need to track my lunch or my dinner now. So now you're just tracking your breakfast and your snacks. And then eventually maybe you just stop tracking everything. So you kind of can see how, like, you, you slowly are giving yourself more freedom away from tracking and letting yourself kind of get used to it. Um... I feel like there was another way that I had. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, So if you're someone who's transitioning because you have, like, it makes you have, like, a worse relationship with food or you're super strict about hitting your numbers, I would start just with giving yourself some more flexibility. So maybe just giving yourself a bigger range of macros. So instead of saying, like, I have to hit... 190 grams of carbs on the dot give yourself a range I could hit anywhere between 180 to 210 or instead of 55 grams of fat I can hit 50 to 60 so just give yourself a little bit more freedom a little more flexibility then maybe your next step is to add in an untracked meal or maybe even eventually an untracked day or an untracked weekend um just kind of 
you know, add in more flexibility and just get used to not tracking. Also, we have um, Coach Kelsey at Be Healthy with Kelsey. She's a DBFT dietitian and she works online with clients who struggle with their relationship with food. Um, She is not like a fitness coach. She is, I don't know the exact term, but like a relationship with food coach, Um, you know, body acceptance and stuff like that. So if you need someone to help you with this process, she can definitely help you. Um, She's not going to give you macros or anything like that. She will just help you with your mindset around food. So if you feel like you're at that point, um, at least go give her a follow and I'm not sure if she has openings right now, but um, you could send her a message and see. But she's awesome. She has um, experience working with patients who have eating disorders and stuff like that. So she does definitely have the background in that. I'm not saying that like everyone who works with her has an eating disorder because most of the time they don't. But they just want to have a better relationship with food. So common mistakes that people make when they're trying to stop tracking macros. First one I would say is that they stop tracking after a diet. I already told you why that's a bad idea. Definitely recommend reverse dieting or eating at maintenance for a while before you start transitioning. Second mistake I see is, you know, just quitting cold turkey. You don't have any plan at all. And then people will give up after they, like, overeat for a day or two. And they'll say, like, well, you know, I can't intuitively eat because my intuitive eating is eating like a linebacker. Like, I've literally seen people say that. But just like anything, it takes practice. It took practice for you to learn how to track macros. It takes practice for you to learn how to not track macros and eat normally. Um, so if you overeat a day or two, guess what? That it's probably going to happen. And it doesn't mean that you need to give up on it. It just means that you need to work at it. Think about it. You know, why did I do that? Like, was there something that triggered me to want to do that? Is there something I need to work on? Was I too restrictive earlier in the day? Did I not eat enough earlier in the day? Then I got to the point where I was starving and my body and my mind told me that I really need to eat a lot. You know, really think about it, dive in, try to understand your choices and your emotions and that will help you be able to kind of control that and, you know, make choices that make you feel good. Um, third common mistake I, w- I see is... I kind of already talked about this, but they'll stop, like, they'll go from eating very healthy to eating a bunch of junk food, although I hate calling it junk food, but you know what I mean when I say that. You know, they'll go from eating lots of whole foods, and then when they stop tracking, they'll eat, like, Oreos for breakfast, or, like, Burger King and ice cream for dinner every day. Um, So when you're transitioning, you want to make sure that you're still making food choices that you would have made if you were tracking. You don't want to go change your whole diet just because you're not tracking it anymore. If you are a coach that's listening and you want help with transitioning a client, you probably already learned some from the stuff I already talked about, but 
Um, first of all, you know, get their cows up. Then you can try one of the method methods I already discussed. And if you're if they're doing the note tracking where like they're tracking in the note app on their phone, they can actually share that with you. Um, through iCloud, you can just like share that with someone's number. So if your client has your number, you guys can share it. You'll both be able to see it. It'll actually um, notify you when they write on there. So I don't know if there's a way to shut the notifications off because you don't want to be getting like notifications all day every time they eat. But um, it is a cool way to be able to like see what they're eating and kind of be able to still help them because I know when you can't see the macros that they're hitting sometimes it's kind of hard to help them you're like okay well I like I have no idea how much you ate so I'm not sure um and then when you guys have check-ins make sure to ask them like how they're feeling when they aren't tracking like do they feel confident about their decisions that they made do they feel like they want to overeat or spiral just because they're not tracking do they feel like they're being mindful do they feel satisfied you know ask how they're feeling about the the decisions that they're making and how they're feeling when they're not tracking um so once again the methods that you can do are the half tracking the note tracking um I always forget that other one I said because I don't think it's one that I did before. Oh, yeah. The ranges, if you're someone who is just very, very strict, give yourself some ranges. Give yourself a day off tracking, a weekend off. And the last one is quitting cold turkey. If you are, you know, okay with accepting whatever outcome, you know, it might be a bumpy ride. You'll have some things to learn during it. Um, but it is still an option. So I hope this was helpful. Um, some of you guys probably are coming from our six weeks to strength challenge. So, uh, that is ending this week. So sad. I always love our challenges and now we won't have another one all the way until January. Um, but if you're coming from the challenge, I hope you guys loved it so much and thank you for joining. Um, but yeah, make sure to go listen to my other episodes. I have a lot of other amazing episodes, especially my reverse dieting one and my fat loss mistake one. Those are my top two listen to episodes. So if you haven't listened to those yet, go ahead and listen to those now. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Give me a rating and review. Subscribe if you're not. And I hope you have an amazing Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this.